Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we want to provide you with some insights, tips, and best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place this year. And with us today, we have a very special guest. I'll let her introduce herself, but we have Mara Rodriguez here. So Mara, if you just want to introduce yourself, tell us uh, what your role is now with the company, what you were doing before, and everything about you. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Mara Rodriguez. I'm the Senior Director of Educator Success at Curriculum Associates. I am also a mom of school-aged children, uh, Emilia and Oscar, and I am a former, I hate to say former educator because once an educator, always an educator, but I used to uh, teach middle school math and also was an administrator uh, and teacher, coach, uh, and dean here in the Northeast region in Boston specifically. That's so actually, you know, what middle school math, what, what grade levels did you teach? I taught fifth and sixth grade math. I love fractions and ratios and proportions. And if I had a bumper sticker on my car, it would say, I'd rather be in the classroom. But for life circumstances, uh, I am here and I'm very happy to do this work. But uh, being in a classroom full of middle school students is my happy place. Mine too. I totally agree. Um, but we're excited that you're here. We're excited for all the things you're doing to support educators. So in fact, what are you working on right now that you are most excited about? So I think this, I don't have to say, but this this year is just unprecedented and we are all navigating uncharted uh, waters. And I think that right now I'm trying to do everything possible to help educators at every level, district, school leaders, teachers, and also families, because I am one right now trying to do double duty of work and be a teacher at home, uh, just navigate these uncharted waters. Uh, and so as part of that, we've been going on a listening tour with a lot of school leaders and teachers of what worked and what didn't in the spring and, and really learning about what they're concerned about, what their, their top concerns are, what are the practices that worked? And then just turning it around to resources that I think what's really important right now, no one has time. And so things that people can just like turn key and just use that they don't have to think about that they can just send right away to their teachers, share with their students, share with their families. So specifically right now, one of the areas that a lot of um, educators have told us they're struggling with is how do I get data when students are not in school to help me not drive blind uh, mm -hmm. when I'm not seeing my students all the time. Uh, and so that challenge of how do I get reliable data at home is the, the most recent challenge. And what we've learned from, from talking to these amazing educators that have tried this before and done this successfully is that it really is a lot about relationships between teachers and families and teachers and students and bringing everyone on board to why do I need to have, be doing this right now? And then what's the best way to do that? And so really, we've we've created this assess at home kit uh, that basically, I call it like a catalog, right? There's probably more than people need. But what we've learned is that it's really important to give choice 
because every school is different. Every school community is different. And so we want to give choice in terms of our resources so that schools and teachers can choose what is the right thing for their community. And so that that I think is the, the most recent that we're working on and focusing on right now. And that's great. And I just have to echo, Mara has been working so hard. If you have ever checked out iReadyCentral.com, that is the work that Mara and her team do. She's Her team is always on the forefront of whatever educators need at any point in the school year, making sure that you guys get the resources that you need right when you need them. And we'll continue to do that, which is awesome. Yeah. But I do want you to say a little bit more about your listening tour and relationships, because that is something that is, again and again, a struggle uh, even pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, this this listening tour, I don't know how many hours I've spent talking to school leaders uh, and teachers in the last uh, few weeks just about this topic. And you're absolutely right, Danielle. Like we have some, some things, some trends that we've learned uh, that are true across all of these educators that have had success in these difficult times. Uh, one of them actually is that all of them use the resources from iReady Central. And they've said it before. They've said it on those calls. They're like, I can't think of making my teachers or a teacher like creating a certificate or creating a little card of encouragement. But when I go there and it's already done, I can just print it out, put their name on it. And, and it's very efficient. So I think that's been a common thread across these schools is that they're using what's available to make it easy and to be able to do more things in less time. I think the other thing that they've said is, is that part of relationships right? It's the, it's the most important thing. It's the teachers reaching out to the families directly and becoming partners, right? Like they are a team. They, they've always been, but now more than ever before. And just finding creative ways to, to make that partnership. Some make phone calls. Others have actually, when they're able to like make house calls and home visits. Others, I just learned yesterday, like in the same place where they distribute food for people that are, are looking for food at the food pantry, they make the food pantry come to the school. And while the families are getting food, they're like, oh, while you're here, let me talk to you about iReady or about how you can support your families. So they're just being really, really creative about establishing that connection in a way that like families that that is not intimidating to families. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I'm on board. Tell me what you need. Uh, yeah, I think it's been an interesting shift because in the past that seemed to be a struggle with a lot of educators. They were struggling connecting with families. They were struggling. Um, I've I've read in Ed Week they actually had a poll of what did teachers learn? And a lot of educators were saying that their stronger connections with families, they've actually learned more empathy because they, they're seeing where their students are coming from. So they're able to support their students in a different way. And some of our extraordinary educators are doing interesting things too. Um, one of our extraordinary educators has a TikTok channel. I know we're not supposed to however you feel about TikTok, but she's, <laughs> she's actually um, documenting her day, her setting up her classroom, documenting things. And she has a lot of families that follow her channel. So it's, it's really impressive how creative educators are yeah. being and getting the message out. And I hope that it continues, right? I hope that the, this is one of the things that like this year is like, it's, it's, it's shining the light on the importance of that family and teacher partnership that will continue when we're both, when we're all in like regular circumstances and students are, are attending school uh, in person. I think that the other thing that we've learned from those educators, and again, these are all of the learnings that we're taking into the materials that we provide, is the importance of engaging students, right? Like they say, like families can do just so much, but families are very busy but really who has to be connected and understand why they're doing the things that they're doing 
are the students themselves. And it's been incredible to hear how as young as kindergarten and first grade, some of some of the, the educators that I've spoken to said like they can get it right. Like they can get how this is going to help them. You just have to try, right? Like you just have to, to go there in a way that they'll understand, which is why we try to put out a lot of resources at different age bands, mm-hmm. right? So you can have a data chat with a first grader and they were just saying they can color in and we provide resources for that on iReady Central. They can color in their goals. You can have a pledge sheet that just includes like the drawing of Plory and Yoop and engage them through the characters. And then in middle school, they can be much more uh, advanced and actually self-reflect on what their goals are. But without fail, one of the things that uh, these successful educators have told us is prioritize engaging the students. And so I think all of these conversations, which we continuously do, and we're just doing more more frequently now because all of this is so new, we take into the creation of our guidance and our tips and our resources, and then turn it around into, for example, for families, a video that makes it really easy for them to understand how the diagnostic works and why it's helpful or a presentation that teachers can share with students at any age to help them understand how this is going to be helpful to them. So I think we're just constantly turning really the things that educators are doing out into the field. We're like, thank you very much. We know, and I know as an educator, my best professional development was visiting another person's classroom or another school, Mm -hmm. but it's impossible to do when you're stuck in your own school with your own students. So we're just trying to facilitate that and just be that conduit between a school in California and a school in Miami, Florida, right? We, we have that national breath and how great would it be for, for teachers in Miami to take a field trip to see amazing work in California? They can't do that, but we can do our best to try to bring those practices to them. Definitely. And all of the great resources that Mar is talking about, we will link in the show notes so you can get to them. We have websites that have curated lists, um, and whether or not you use iReady, a lot of these tips and tools can apply. Just switching gears a teeny bit while we have a few minutes left, but still focusing on families. This fall, um, we know that it will be the first time where a lot of families have to administer assessments at home. Um, and we know families are busy. They have their own jobs and things to do. Um, what is sort of the general overarching guidance that we are providing to families about how they can support their students um, yeah. or their children taking assessments? I think in particular, I think the biggest thing that we've learned is that families want to help their students. And I can say it myself, mm-hmm. I work for iReady <laughs> and I still had to hold myself back from not helping my six-year-old on her iReady diagnostic. And I know this. And so it's, it's just like they're trying to be helpful, but they don't understand that when they're taking an assessment, being helpful is not being helpful, right? Uh, right. Someone said the best way to be helpful right now is to not help your student in the assessment so that uh, the teacher can really know. The teacher doesn't want to know what you know as a parent. They want to know what your child knows. Right. So the biggest message is for the assessment in particular, I know it's going to be frustrating for the student and they're going to struggle. Let them struggle a little bit. Don't jump in to help so that the teacher can get the best insight into what your child knows and doesn't know. We've created a video that compares it to an eye exam right? So that like, you're not going to cheat on your child's eye exam, because they're going to get the ru- the wrong prescription. It's right. exactly the same thing. And so that's the main focus is how do we help families understand this, and then give them a couple of tricks and languages and things that they can do to be supportive without helping. Because at this time, 
educators really need to understand what their child or what their students know, what they don't know yet. So it's really critical to have that information um, so they know exactly where to begin with teaching. Yeah. And I think people get tripped up and families get tripped up with like, it's a test, right? And it's like, it's a high stake test. Are they going to get a grade? Like, how does this impact them? And this diagnostic, it's why we call it a diagnostic and not a test, because this is different. This is not for high stakes. This is not a state test. This is not for any of that. This is for teachers to not be driving blind and to give them the information so that they can serve each student best. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. And I, as I always say, if you've ever heard me maybe on the podcast before, because what the data doesn't lie as long as students try mm -hmm. and students in the know are students who will grow. That's 100% true. And that's where we're trying to help with iReady, especially. But if you're doing any assessment at home, these best practices apply. Yeah. Well, Mara, thank you for all the work that you've been doing. The educators, thank you. Your team works tireless, tirelessly. And there's so many wonderful, amazing resources that we'll link in the show notes. Uh, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. So where can everybody... Oh, you want to say one more thing? Yeah, one more thing. I think we're working hard, but we're not the ones that are doing the hardest work. The educators out there are, and the students and their families. We're just trying to do our part to help teachers help families and help students. So kudos to all the, the educators that are doing the real work out there. Agreed. Totally agreed. Yes. And we want to see all of the great stuff you are doing and share um, those best practices and what you're doing in your virtual classrooms or wherever learning is taking place. So please follow us along um, at Twitter, at Curriculum Associate, on Instagram, at MyIReady. And please make sure to tag us again in all of your posts so we can see the amazing work you do every single day and we can share more widely. And if you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, please email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. That's extraordinaryeducators with an S at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. And like Mara said, we, you inspire us with the work that you do. So thank you for, for everything. And until next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyright.